0: Welcome back to The Voice of Business. I'm your host, Nicholas Jones, and I'm here today with Jonathan Eldridge, who has a fitness center in Middleton. It's, it's called Middleton Fitness Center. It's located at 1008 West Main Street in Middleton, Idaho. So, John. Let's, let's talk a little bit. So so, where, if they were trying to find your location, though, where would they go in Middleton? Is there, like, some fixtures? Is it downtown Middleton?
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, Middleton, Idaho, isn't uh, overly massive. Uh, you know, we've got some good amenities, good grocery store and stuff like that. But, yeah, we're just right uh, right in downtown, right off the main street. Okay. Um, you know, we, we built a new building there about a year and a half ago, um, and we've been there and been able to expand that. So we're just, just kind of right there, right in center town,
0: right off the main street. Well, fantastic. So you... you obviously have a business that is going to have some issues for, you know, this COVID pandemic that we have going on. And from what I have seen, you've made some pretty good strides to adapt, uh, you know, to, I mean, I mean you're making, you keeping things clean for people, you're, you're moving forward to, to help uh, with the comfort level with those who are concerned about COVID. And that, that's a good thing. So let's, let's talk, though, about who you are, though, and kind of your journey to where you are today. So uh, now you have a family, right, John?
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh, have a wife who has been married for just over 10 years and uh, three little girls. So. Fantastic.
0: I've got two little yeah. girls. I got one on the way. So we'll see. Yeah. If, we'll see if it's a boy or a girl. Yeah, we don't yeah, know yet, I, yeah, I,
1: hopefully you're luckier than me. Girls are awesome. <laughs> though. I love being a girl dad. <laughs> well,
0: you know, I, I like being a girl dad, too. I was watching a kid play in the park, though. With a little boy playing with his dad, I don't know, I kind of want that yeah, too. You know, yeah, like, yeah, No, I feel and, that. And, uh, you know, and then, but, you know, hey, I, I raised my daughter for eight years, just me and her, and so she's kind of tomboyish in yep, a lot of ways, yep. and so it, that's, that, that works out
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and
0: so uh, you have, so you have a wife, three little girls, and, uh, you know, wh- like, what's your education? Like, how, is there any education that you've gained that has helped you learn about being an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, you know, I kind of... Uh... Kind of grew up around it all. Um, On my mother's side, uh, they're, you know, corporate America, if you will. Um, I don't have a lot of family that I'm super close with on that side. My grandparents passed away when I was really young. um, So that hasn't been a huge influence on my life. Um, But on my father's side, um, you know, my father has been an entrepreneur. He's done... Oh, everything from diamond imports and sales to construction to real estate to uh, car dealership to you name it, he's probably been a part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather, uh, he's just kind of the old school. Uh, he actually has a furniture shop over in Ontario, Oregon, um, you know, and he did that for 50, 60 years, um, you know. And uh, so I think that, that entrepreneurship has always just been kind of in my blood a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember the the thing that probably took me uh, it was kind of that pivot point. It's kind of funny, kind of going along with that family is I was doing a uh, entrepreneur. Uh, it was like a business one-on-one class uh, in college over in Eastern Idaho. And uh, it was like a Monday morning class at like 7am. The teacher clearly knew that I didn't like the class. It was like, it was like we were learning to color in high school. It was mm-hmm. for anybody that has any knowledge. You're like, this, is, this, yeah, this is so painful and ridiculous. You know, and he calls me into his office. He's like, He's like, man, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh yeah i'm sorry i'm trying to be enthusiastic about your class i just i just can't do it man it's just rough you know it's it this is just not meaningless but like i'm not getting a whole lot. he's like no no no. i mean like in school like and he brings a small world i guess he knew some of my uncles and my grandfather and he's like he's like they're entrepreneurs. He's like what are you even doing in school mm-hmm. and then i was like well crap man if my if my college professor is telling me this like what am I doing here? <laughs> like you know, and I kind of always had those thoughts, but you know, I, and I did, uh, you know, I went and wrestled back east for a little bit, did some at Boise State, went over to Eastern Idaho, and I eventually just got to the point I'm like, you know what? Like, I've done some of the the classes that I actually learned some, you know, some of your <laughs> higher end finance and accounting classes and economics and stuff like that, some of your kinesiology and exercise science classes. And I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna go and learn, you know, English and history and my basic core classes for another little bit. I was like, I'm not gonna get this is the same stuff we've been studying since our freshman yeah, high school, yeah. you know, like. So uh, opportunities kind of presented itself, and my wife and I didn't end up going back. Um, and then one thing just kind of led to the next, and we've just been kind of doing our own thing since then.
0: You know, you're touching on something that is a an issue that people who are entering into entrepreneurship really struggle with. It's, it's the current narrative that we have with education, where the people go into high school and they're saying, "Hey, when you're done with high school." go to college. They don't talk about trade schools. They don't talk about programs that could fast track people to learn some basic skills that they'll need in the world of entrepreneurship like maybe accounting 101 or here's the legal ramifications, business legalities. They don't. They just fucking go to college. Yeah. And 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 that's a disservice to the majority of people because Even with millennials or Generation Z, X, whatever it is, they are all focused. They're all hearing the horror stories that they have from their parents. like, oh, I struggle with this. I struggle with this. And even those who are in the millennial work world, when they're going out to try to escape the rat race, they find it very difficult to do that. But just because of the narrative they have for education, go get a college education. You'll be fine. Our world very much has become one of, hey, if you really want to get ahead in life, start a business, build a business, create employees. And, you know, hey, if you need to go and work for somebody to learn how to do it, that's great. But eventually, the real route that people need to take is entrepreneurship. And and that sounds like kind of the struggle that you were having. You had the narrative of go to college. Is that, is that what yeah, you're talking
1: about? Yeah, yeah, so, somewhat. Um, you know, it's just kind of, it's just part of the culture. And I think it's, you know, from when we went to college, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was definitely like that. And I think other avenues are kind of opening options and people open their minds a little bit more. But, yeah, I mean, just it's almost as if formal education is its own little world. You know, I remember learning in high school, the first day we learned about imaginary numbers. And I'm like, wait, we're learning about like problems that can't actually exist in real life. You know, like yeah. how about some financial literacy? How about some, good exactly. hey, accounting, some, yeah, some basics, you know, like just things, some life yeah, skills. Exactly. You know, Which, and it's like, yeah, there was like one exploratory class, like, you know, financial something, whatever, you know, it was, and it was, it was great, you know, but it was like, this should be like a basic thing required of everybody, you know?
0: My, my wife and I have actually had a, a conversation on that frequently where we think we, we realize that, hey, the majority of life's problems could be solved if people leaving high school understood accounting, understood, understood financial 101, like the basic core concept, like understood what the stock market is, you know, like how to save and, and, and bolster things. I mean, the stock market right now has, is it was, I guess, low. That would have been a great opportunity for people to put in whatever money they have into it and, 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 and then ride it and pull it out. People don't understand it. Yeah. They don't understand it. You know, I, I, I taught college for four years and it, it was really depressing having people come to my class. Nobody knew about accounting. Yeah. Nobody knew about finance. It's like, oh my gosh, we got to start there. So like, we had to like,
1: yeah, yeah. dive and, into that. Yeah. And right now, you know, I'm even, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, a pretty big advocate of, of commodities, you know, hard assets, gold, silver in mm-hmm. particular. And you know, I've been talking to a lot of people and, you know, oh, why? And I just, you know, bring up inflation and, and probably 98% of the people that I, they they don't even understand the basic concept of of inflation and hard assets to protect against inflation. They're like, wait, so explain that to me. I'm like, man, like I get it. But like, this is a pretty, this isn't like finance 405 we're talking. This is like 201, you know, like
0: basic, basic, basic. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, that's the stressor that we're in. And, and the world is shifting. It's going to be entrepreneurship is going to be the, is the really the thing that is going to carry people through, but entrepreneurship, is that is that widespread of things even with your gym the the Middleton Fitness Center I mean you you cover accounting you cover finance you cover uh, protecting yourself against the situation we're in right now you cover business plans and and all the like the entire gamut of these real life skills you work with them on a daily basis and uh, I, how do you have like a bookkeeper in your business or how do you or does your wife function as that you know what, you I, function?
1: I pretty much do everything myself um I kind of like, well, obviously, as entrepreneurs, we kind of mm-hmm. like doing things our own way, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we do. Um, so, so I kind of I take, take a role in, in all the back-end stuff as well. Um, and it helps me just know for sure what's going on. You know, instead of just getting, you know, a monthly QuickBooks report or something like that, I'm actually seeing the day-to-day, okay, what's happening, mm-hmm. influxes and decreases and increases and how we're doing and everything like that. And it kind of helps me modify, you know, what we are or aren't doing.
0: And the boots on the ground, seeing things and making decisions as you go, that's one of the core concepts there with, with, uh, entrepreneurship. And one of the things that I've also started to see happen, and, and again, everyone listening, don't do this. It is, it's where people just rack up the debt. They go and get loans. You know, they've got a business, they've got a little bit of income coming in. And then, a a, a merchant advance company comes to them and says, Hey, guess what? I'll give you $40,000 right now. And don't worry, you're just going to pay me a percentage of your credit card sales over an next period of time. And people find themselves in this situation now where they're like, oh, crap, like, I can't make payments, can't do all this type of stuff. They have these, uh, you know, even with money tree loans and everything like that, it, it's like, stay away from from debt, everyone. Like, it's, it's bad. Uh, and so... Uh, the we're going to come back to you briefly here after a short commercial break. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'm I'm, this is Nicholas Jones with the voice of business. And I'm interviewing Jonathan Eldridge with Middleton fitness center. Welcome back to the voice of business. I hope you're having a wonderful Saturday. I again am here with uh, Jonathan Eldridge, who owns Middleton fitness center with his wife. And uh, we're, I want to talk more dig into really what Middleton Fitness Center is. And so to get there, let's t- let's hammer in on that transition point that we were talking about earlier where you switched. So you start, I, I we were talking off air, you talked you had managed a gym with your wife for a yeah, year yeah. So, period. So
1: of time. kind of telling you with school and you know kind of that having that discussion mm-hmm. with that that teacher and stuff. Um when we were kind of between semesters we came back here, um I started just being a personal trainer for a local gym. Um and my wife was doing the same thing. And then we we kind of transitioned into managing that together for about a year. Um, and honestly, I just, I, I really like helping people, um, you know, whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever it is. Um, and I saw that and, you know, some opportunities were going to supposedly present themselves. They just didn't really come to mm-hmm. fruition. So I just, and I, there were some things that were kind of done on, on the back end operation side that didn't, I wasn't gung ho about. And I was like, you know what? Like, I think I could do something. So, um, I just went and started my own little personal training facility, um,
0: So you started pretty small, like just like, yeah, yeah. a little space. And just,
1: just as you were saying, like, do as I say, not as I do right here, right? Most people, but, uh, you know, to be honest with you, we, uh, I just, I maxed out all my credit cards and I bought some equipment and I had a little like thousand square foot training facility. And I was like, Hey, you know what? Like, but you know, I kind of did the math. I was like, all right, like payments are this interest is this, like I'm going to be able to bring in this. And it was like, Hey, I, I can do this, you know? Um, and I I felt like there was a need for that, and we were able. Well, even
0: with that, like we're we're not like that's different. Where there's <laughs> startup costs that are associated with everything, and, and it, in that type of situation, it's it's all about little bets. It's saying, hey, can I take this on and survive? Yeah. And the 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 problem that people get with debt is that there's it's it's they're always like they think it's blue sky where they're like, oh, if I take this debt, then I have the money now. Yeah. It's I'll like no, good. if you don't need it, like just suck it up and yeah. don't go buy yourself a Ferrari, yep. you know? And, uh, but yeah, no, you got, but you're bu- you were buying hard assets. You were buying things that could generate income if you put in the effort. That's, that's yeah. a, that's a yeah. different scenario. <laughs> that, that's good. Yeah. So yeah, sorry. Continue what you're talking
1: but about. But no, so, so we did that and, uh, you know, we were moderately successful with that and then kind of expanded that same business for a little bit. Um, and then one of my clients actually wanted me to, uh, come and build homes with him, kind of work on the back end of that, you know, the sales mm-hmm. and the, the business side of that. Um, a great guy. We're still friends to this day. He's a, a great mentor of mine. Uh, really respect the guy, but went and worked for him for probably six, eight months. And I was like, you know what? Like, I, like I said, this is with the, working with a great guy too. I was like, yeah, I just really want to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just some, some different opportunities presented itself where there was a location and an ability and stuff so that we could start uh, a gym in Middleton. So, uh, we did that and we've been, uh, pretty fortunate and blessed since then, you
0: know? And, what like how so? How did they evolve from the small fitness center to where you had some equipment and personal training and everything? What was the transition point to now you have a full on gym?
1: Yeah, so um, kind of once again, I, I, and to each their own, you know, and everybody's appetite for risk is a, is a little bit different. Um, when we had made that transition to go into Middleton. Um, it's funny because my wife and I, would we'd drive by this one little location. I was like, hey, we're going to put a gym there someday. But it wasn't quite big enough. And I was like, one day we'll put a gym there. And this went on for like two or three years. There was no gym in Middleton, you know? Mm-hmm. whole, whole little, I mean, it's not that big, but a whole little town, no gym. And then the space next door came up. And I was like, hey, we could combine the spaces. I think it's, we could reach that critical mass point for size. Um, so we basically like took any money we had in savings. We had sold our house, maxed out all of our credit cards again. And... Uh, we had moved like three weeks before my wife was supposed to have our first baby. Oh, fun! And uh, yeah, she, 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 she was. A trooper my wife with that. and I did that. Uh, did that too, and
0: she, she's like, "We're never doing that again."
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I remember, uh, you know, just like laying there in bed and like literally dude, like four cents in my bank account, and I'm just like, "What did I do?" <laughs> you <laughs> know, like all right, like hey, it's it's go time, you know, like so, you know, a little, little stressful and good, but there was an opportunity that, that kind of presented itself there, you know, and, and I've said this to some people and to my wife all along. Like, if there's a good enough opportunity, like money ever, shouldn't ever be an issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if money's the issue, then like, obviously there's opportunities. It's a matter of how good of opportunities, you know, but yeah, if, if there if is you're worried this,
0: about that, it's probably not as good an opportunity as you're hoping.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and we had a pretty good opportunity there. So it kind of made sense to leverage ourselves a little more than, uh, you know, we'd ideally be comfortable, you know, and it's able to work out, you know, we've been fortunate and stuff, but uh, yeah.
0: Yep. And, and so the around, so that was seven years ago, right? So yeah. that was like 2013 ish Yeah. that you yeah. opened, opened the gym Yep. and, and how long did it take till you had your first person bite? Honestly, like we, we opened up and it
1: was, it was pretty much just Good out of the gate, to be okay. honest with you. Um, you know, we've, we've been able to to be pretty fortunate and and uh, be blessed financially with that. I remember uh, just even after the first few months, we opened up in the fall time mm-hmm. and going in to uh, visit with the accountant here, you know, in like January, February, kind of going over that quote year, you know, it's only a few months. He's like, okay, like these are contracts uh, for like accounts receivable, right? I'm like, no, like that that's like cash for the year. He's like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, like, no, that's just, here's how I do it here's what's up he's like oh man he's like I've been in this a long time like that's uh that's a lot better than than I've seen before so you know we've been able to just kind of hit the ground running and and we try to treat people we we try to run our business a little different than than most gyms you know like yes it's a business and Mm -hmm. yes we want to make money or else we can't stay open yeah
0: it's it's a necessity, but
1: but first and foremost we want to be there to help people you know what I mean like I and I tell my employees this too is I never want us to have the attitude that we're chasing the dollar. If we're mm-hmm. just chasing the dollar, then like, hey, let's take a step back. Like, what do we got going on? What's do, what are we doing here? You know, because I never really want to have that attitude.
0: So, cause, so we, your focus is on the individual then yeah. is, the, is the main focus. So uh, I've noticed that a lot of times with businesses, when they're just chasing the dollar, they're not as successful. People can see through that. One of the things that's occurred within our day and age is transparency has become a thing like people like transparency and people can tell when you're fake. And, and that's, that's the, that's, I mean, that's the beauty of our world. It's not good for people who want to be fakes, but, but it's good for us as individuals because we, we, we go, Oh, that person's fake. Like I can see that they're really in it just for this. They don't care about me as an individual. Yeah. And that lack of trust is what creates a problem. And when you have a very service-driven type of thing where, you know, yeah, they have their stuff they're providing, but you have to pro- provide them a service, whether it's, you know, a drinking fountain or individual engaging with them. Like, people look for that. I mean, the the big behemoths like Amazon, they don't care about it. I mean, they have a machine learning algorithm that says, oh, you want to buy this? Here, buy it. And you, like, I don't know, you buy it on the toilet you never interact with them. But, yeah. I mean, how often do you engage with your customer base?
1: Oh, every, every day. Every day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm there if I'm not cleaning a toilet or, or vacuuming something or doing some phone calls or handling some emails. Or I'll be working out or whatnot, you know. Um, and I think that's a lot of people look at at business, you know, and, and people probably, maybe even some people listening right now, you know, I've, I've heard other, had other friends that are kind of in our realm that are like, oh, you know, I heard, saw this person at this place, and they're like mopping the floors and everything. And I was like, man, that's just too bad for them. You know, they, they're just having to work their butt off in there and do this and that. So I'm like, yeah, but that, I mean, what is their financial ramifications of that? Mm-hmm. They're probably doing a lot better than you think because they're doing those things, yeah, you know? they're doing their own things. And yeah. that's what, that's what people don't realize. You know, it's like, yeah, it's sexy to like see the stuff on Instagram or Facebook, you know, the dude driving the Ferrari, cashing the real estate checks and everything like that. But it's like, Hey, like that's not reality for 99% of entrepreneurs. You know, the reality no, of 99% dirty. of successful entrepreneurs, like you're in there doing the day-to-day crap that nobody else wants to do. You know, like and I, like we've had some other stuff, you know, we've, with some other gyms and other businesses we've done. And, and I've realized more and more as every year goes by, it's like entrepreneurship isn't that hard. It's just a matter of being willing to do the crap that nobody else wants to do. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, if you're making X, are you still going to be not, are you still going to be humble enough to go in there and clean the toilets as they need to? Or are you going to kind of get that paradigm shift and be like, Oh, well, you know, I'll hire somebody to do that. And I'll, and before you know it, you're not doing anything with your business and now you're not making as good of money and yeah, it's doing all right, but it's just not the same,
0: you know? I, you know, that reminds me of an experience I had with my mentor, uh, Peter, where I was hired on to do a consulting gig. And that's where I ended up meeting Peter. And the topic of some very unpleasant work came up. And I, you know, I laced up my shoes, getting up to go and do it as Peter, who owned the entire company, just walked over to go and do it. And, and I realized that at times, like, I want to be like him because I'm going to go sit back and work on my computer because I don't <laughs> have to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, but he just got up and did it himself. And that's kind of in a se- itself the essence of leadership. And leadership, entrepreneurship are synonyms in a way because of that because you, you got to get out there spearhead and get it done. Yeah. you get your hands dirty. And, and, and so with the, the concept of your gym, what is the overall concept of your gym?
1: So basically my concept is we're running our gym from a consumer's perspective and desire um you know we're we're, especially when we first started we were we were super unique now we're like somewhat unique but it's gyms are kind of evolving a little bit for the better for people so basically with our gym like we don't do any contracts like everything is just month to month Mm -hmm. you're not locked in we don't do any startup costs or processing fee or enrollment or anything like that
0: oh nice we don't do any like
1: annual fees or facility enhancement fees like nothing like that so you pay 25 bucks a month you have 24 access to the gym with you know lockers and tanning and spin class all it's basically everything's included. Um and then if you ever need to stop just come in and fill out a cancel form. Like there's no fees for that or anything. So it's like hey, like it keeps our customer service aspect really easy because people are like, hey I want to sign up. Like, all right, sweet.
0: Here's this form. Yeah. 25 bucks.
1: Here's this form, it's $25 on the first of the month. Okay, so if I need to cancel like oh just come in, fill out the cancel form. You're done. Okay. You know like oh do you have like a brochure? I'm like, I mean I can write $25 on the back of a business card. If you want you know what I mean? Like it's super mm-hmm. easy and it's super from And you have a lot of these places. I'm not trying to talk about any other businesses, you know, teach Mm -hmm. their own and stuff. But, you know, you got this and then this and then that. And you're like, wait a second, how did I just drop $100 when I got a a postcard that said $9 a month, you know? Exactly. Um, Yeah. And
0: And so with the – so what about this? This is one of my sour experiences I always have with places. which just, like, rakes me over the coals. I hate it. I go to cancel and, and they're like, oh, sorry, you had to cancel 14 days ago. We still have to charge you for this upcoming month. I was like, what are you talking about? There's like six days left in the month. And they're like, nah, yeah. sorry. I mean, what do they do? With, how yeah, does that so, work with so you? So
1: a lot of places do like a 30-day cancel notice, which mm-hmm. is like, i.e., you're always billed one more time, which mm-hmm. is kind of lame. So we try and tell people, like I tell everybody 10 days before the first, like, hopefully not too many people listening to this, but I don't actually mean 10 days, <laughs> you know, cause I'd like, oh, I'm going to come in yesterday. You know, like, well, it one day make a difference. So usually I see like, a f- like when we get to like a few days before the first, just because like we're small. Like I have to actually, I have to actually like logistically, like go through I understand. It, like process and kind of get like stuff like that. Yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, and I'll tell people that, you know, I'm like, Hey man, like, you know, like, uh, it's, uh, 830 and tomorrow's the first, like, that's uh, too little too late, man. But, you know, we'll try and do something for them. Like, hey, if, when you come back, if we're going to, like, we'll give you a first month, you know, credit that back to you or do something for them, you know, like. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got to, just like any business, so you got to have do policy. Stuff,
0: but, see, policy, you have to have policy. Yeah. But what, what you're telling me, though, is, is you do what you can to work with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so well, see, the, even that, there's still some customer, like, facing, like, hey, you're a human being.
1: Yeah, and our, con- our quote, contracts are... One page on the front, like five little paragraphs. We go over it all with people. It's not, I mean, you've seen them, those front and back. They're like eight point font. You're like, all right, hold on. Give me 20 minutes to read through this. You know, it's like you can read through word by word on our thing for like in like 30 seconds, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like super easy, super basic. We try and keep everything very customer friendly, if you will, you know?
0: Yeah, so simplicity is also the next thing emerging out of everything in our economy and in our world is, is simplicity sells and all that complexity doesn't. And I, there's, for some reason, when you leave this entrepreneurial world and you go into the corporate world, you realize, oh, we can charge an extra $100 here, a $50 here, a little fee here, all this type of stuff. And that you have to make the contract longer and longer. And so the shorter a contract usually in and of itself is is saying, hey, there's not a lot of hidden fees here with this. Yeah. And so, yeah. All right, so we will be back uh, after a short commercial break. You're listening to The Voice of Business, and I'm interviewing a Middleton Fitness Center owner, Jonathan Eldridge, welcome back to the Voice of Business. I'm interviewing Jonathan Eldridge here with Middleton Fitness Center, and the the real question that sometimes people want to ask John is is why do people come to you? So, what's your value proposition? Why do people buy your stuff? Is it, is, you know we've been talking about simplicity, but why do they buy it? Why do they buy your service?
1: Yeah, um, you know, obviously people have their choice of services they want to go and participate in stuff like that. Um, I think one of the things that helps us, I think, a lot is just the fact that we are, you know, quote, family friendly. I know a lot of businesses say that, you know, but like I feel like we truly are trying to provide a good service for people and trying to, you know, be involved in the community, try and do good, um, you know, and, and treat people how they want to be treated, you know. Um, we're not a huge facility, you know. I mean, we're in Middleton, so it's not like we have 10,000 members or anything. So we know most of our members and we can chat with them and, hey, what's going on with your day? What's going on with that and everything? Um, You know, just had... As we had said, you know, with kind of the pricing and simplicity of the contracts, mm-hmm. you know, it's very easy. The barrier to entry is easy, you know, because we charge $25 on the first of every month. So you come in today, you're like, uh, what? The, it's like a prorated amount for the first mm-hmm. year. Like, hey, you have, you have 20 bucks? Like, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Let's do it. You know, it's like the barrier to entry is super easy, you know. Um, and then just the fact that like, all right, well, barrier to entry is super easy. We should be the most affordable gym, you know, by the time you get in all the other junk fees that mm-hmm. similar places do. We're open 24 hours. Everybody that works here is also a personal trainer, so we can always just help you out, answer a question, show you how to use a machine, something like that. And then, you know, we have everything from, you know, equipment to childcare to spin classes to group fitness to shower. So it's like there's really not a huge reason why a lot of people wouldn't want to participate. You know, obviously, everybody has their own vibes and, and things like that, you know, but we're a fairly diverse, hey, we've got everything from hardcore national-level powerlifters to 80-year-old, you know, kind old ladies that are using their machine and walking on the treadmill for balance, you know mm-hmm. um so it makes it kind of cool
0: and so the how have you uh so you've talked heavily about the the customer focus that you have it on there so so you so you mentioned that you have uh spin cycles, like how many spin cycles do you have do you have spin classes as well for people or yeah,
1: so we do we have spin classes we do um i mean we, I think we have like ten or a dozen bikes or something like that, so I mean being a small gym mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean it's small. even full, you know so um you know so we do like a few morning ones, few evening ones. And um, are
0: you leading those is you have We a, we have instructors lead instructors, those. So okay. yeah.
1: So so I'm there um I'm not like quote, on a shift or anything like that, but I'm there doing some personal training, they're helping people out and just managing stuff if you will. Um so you'll find me in there quite a bit of time still. But uh yeah, we have you know, we have group fitness instructors, we have the spin instructors, um we have personal trainers and we have we have our staff. Um and uh the the thing is we just we want people to come in and feel like they can just check their ego at the door and just come in and work work out for themselves, you know? And I've had people come in that I'm like, you know what? Like, if you just want to sit there and watch TV and, and you're asking about, you know, pizza parties on Monday nights, like, this might not be the gym for you, you mm-hmm. know? But on the same note, too, the dude bro that comes in in a strainer tank that's just, like, eyeballing all the girls, dumping all the weights, I'm like you know what, this might not be the gym for you either, you know? And with me being there, I can kind of help create the culture that we want to, you know, where anybody can go in like, hey, oh, okay, we, we all just check our egos at the door and we're just doing our thing. Whether I'm lifting five pounds or 500, we're all just cool with each other and making a good place. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, that's what we're about, you know? So we're trying and, to try and create that culture.
0: So that's an interesting concept that I actually hadn't thought about prior to what you just said. Uh, when I, I went to a larger gym, and I just, no, I just didn't, didn't like it, you know, like whether it was people looking at my wife, whether it was, you know, you know, just, just me being uncomfortable, people making fun of me because I was tiny compared to other people. It just, it, it made, I never really thought about that in detail, but that is actually one of your focuses is maintaining the culture that you have within the gym.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and not, and I hope this doesn't come off egocentrically or anything like that, but you know, I'm I'm Fairly into powerlifting and do some bodybuilding stuff and like mm-hmm. that, too. So for most of the guys that are in there, you know, because generally speaking, you know, especially with the gentlemen that have the issue, it's, it's not the dudes that are truly strong. The, mm-hmm. the, the elite level people. It's the in-between guys that are just like, oh, hey, look at that girl or, oh, that dude's look, mm-hmm. he's so stupid, you know. So when I can come in and be like, hey, man, like, that's lame. Like, don't do that, you know. And they're like, oh, well. <laughs> this guy can way outlift me and he owns the gym and what, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but be cool with them about it and be like, Hey, like that's not how, that's not how I do things here. You know, it's like in a very, you know, articulate way, basically. Yeah. Like, a hey, nice like, way. Yeah, like yeah, that's not how we do things here. And if you want to do that here, like that's not how we roll. So you're welcome to go, you know, like I said, obviously in a much more it, articulate it, it, way, but
0: yeah. Yeah. a better way. To, and that actually sounds like probably one of the main values that you're delivering to people is that environment you're, 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 you're managing the culture. So, not letting someone come in and poison it. Yeah. And that is actually one of the beauties of small business as opposed to the big corporate monsters that we have out there in the world. When their ship starts going one direction, they can't right that ship. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 going that way. And it's very hard to change course. Even with these bigger chain gyms, like, that's the same type of thing is, is that they they're just... They're going the way they're going, even if they're off course. It's very hard to direct it. But with the nim being an entrepreneur in a small business, you can be a lot more nimble. You know, even within my business, when things start to drift, I can immediately just shove it back over there, and I'm good. Yeah. You know, and and that sounds like I just I just never thought about that concept from a gym. And I actually have had a lot of conversations with people, and I've never actually had someone in a gym or a similar type of situation talk about managing the culture in that way, which is kind of novel and i don't think it should be <laughs> like yeah. that that seems now that i'm hearing what you're saying it, it kind of gives me a moment of pause where i think that should have been a no-brainer from the beginning so did you have like what what about for me from beginning is that kind of the, or did that evolve with their situations that happen where you're like hey we need a
1: no not really i mean it's kind of always had that that attitude you know mm-hmm. um you know if i'm in the gym like you can see me going and talking with the the 80 year old nice lady and the the 20 year old guy that's trying to get bigger and everything, you know, it's just like, Hey, we're all in this together. Like, let's just get better together. You know? So w-
0: when you, how, but where was the first situation where you had to be like, Hey, maybe you should go somewhere else. Cause this is not the, not what we want to have here. Like, you know,
1: I haven't had to like actually like kick that many people out or like mm-hmm. cancel that many people's memberships. So like that, like it's happened a few times, you know? Um, but that's like after some conversations and everything, you know? And you just try to tell them like, there's always a reason why, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you always got to guide people with the reason why, you know, They're like, mm-hmm. Oh, do this. You're like, why that doesn't really make any sense, you know? But then if you say, Hey, here's what's going on. Here's why, here's what's up there. Okay. You know, it makes more sense. if You can kind of explain people why, you mm-hmm.
0: know? Oh, well, we, I mean, that does, it, people like to know why they like yeah. the reason. They don't like just being told to do anything, especially yeah. in our world. Yeah. Our world is very, like, now today is very much of why. Yeah. Like, why should I do this? Yeah.
1: Well, and you handle it on the front end too, you mm-hmm. know, like when somebody comes in for like to check out the gym and I give them a tour, like, I can usually get the vibes. I'm like, hey, you know what? Like this person might not be a good fit here. So you know, we'll give them the give them the tour, give them everything. He'll be like, hey, yeah, cool. Well, you know, have a great day. And if you decide that you want to come do something eventually, you know, come in and let us know or something. So, so in a nice way, basically saying, like, yeah. hey, like, yeah, have a good one.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this is this is see, this is novel because what you you're actually speaking the actions. You mentioned before that you're you're not necessarily chasing the dollar. We we know you have to be profitable, otherwise you're yeah. just gonna go do something else. Yeah. And you also have to feed your family. Yeah, <laughs> but you're not just chasing the dollar. And judging from the fact that you're willing to actually turn someone away who's going to poison the culture of what you're trying to build is a fantastic example of I'm not just chasing the dollar. That obviously is going to have monetary value too as well because people will come specifically because what you're providing is, is, is a good culture yeah, for people. But, hopefully, but you're you're not willing to say and hey, you know what like we'll we'll get rid of that and this because the reoccurring model that you have like you rely on people enjoying the experience. Yeah, and, and so. Uh, we'll be re- we'll be back in and after a short commercial break you're listening to the voice of business and have a wonderful saturday welcome back to the voice of business you're listening to Nicholas Jones and i am interviewing Middleton Fitness Center owner Jonathan Eldridge now we we were talking about the culture that you have in your gym now how how big is your gym like what what is the square footage size? yeah
1: so right now we're oh, it was about 7200 square feet oh that's that's reasonably sized is it just single level yeah yeah yep just single level 7200 square feet um most of it's just open, uh, open gym area, if you will. And then we have a couple tanning rooms, cycling room. Uh, we have a supplement store in there. Um, actually run my own supplement company too, domination supplements. Um, we have a little cross training area and then, you know, office and lockers and stuff like
0: that. Around when did you start doing your own supplements?
1: Oh, we did that about, about a year and a half ago. So it's just a, just a simple protein supplement line. Um, yeah, we don't have to get into that a ton, but yeah, basically we just try mm-hmm. and provide, you know, some good quality, affordable supplements for people just needing to up their protein levels a little bit, you know, which in today's processed food world is sometimes hard.
0: Oh, I, I've, yeah, I, I've never been much of a, I mean, I like chicken and tuna and, you know, but I I grew up with a vegan mother who didn't want to kill animals or anything. And I, I just, I was always protein deficient and still am because I just like to eat ice cream but, and cereal. yeah. And, <laughs> yeah granola bars
1: yep yeah a little pb and j and so, yeah, so
0: okay so so yeah so the so you've got a supplement store you've got two tanning beds. yeah yeah
1: ju- yeah yep just two yeah two, two little tan, tan bags, bags in there, spin bikes
0: and then you've got child care for people that that or and, and, and an area specifically for
1: yeah for a kid, for, like little kids room child care little kids yeah. room.
0: and then you've got showers how many showers do you have uh we have two in the ladies two and the guys two in ladies two and the guys okay yeah. i mean that's that's enough for, for what we're talking about here yeah and how many people live in middle anyways? So Middleton. there's like Milton
1: city, but then there's also like the greater Middleton area, like technically parts of, um, like the town Caldwell right next to us mm-hmm. is part of, of the greater, I would think would be Middleton, you know? So if you take like the whole, like what I consider Middleton, we're probably, I don't know, somebody's probably gonna correct me on this, but we're probably like 12 to 15,000, um, of what I would consider Middleton, you know, but that kind of includes some kind of outskirt area.
0: Of okay. A little bit smaller than I actually had thought.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not overly big and that's grown a lot since when we first started too, I mean, we, Wow, oh, we've probably grown if I just had a guess, I'd say we've probably grown like forty percent population from when we first started.
0: From seven years ago. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, that Milton, is significant.
1: Yeah. You should uh come come hang out one of these days. It's it's, <laughs> it's grown like crazy
0: out there. Huh. That is that's a little bit bigger than I I thought and so the and this is the only business that you're doing now right is the is the middleton fitness center and and everything kind of around around that
1: yeah yeah i mean for the most part you know i mean just like yourself kind of yeah you've got little dabble, on the side, a yeah kind of, but yeah th- this most is this is the too. bread and butter yeah yeah the
0: bread and butter yep and and so you have so you with uh kind of do you have like much of an attrition rate of people leaving or do people come on and stay on and um both
1: um but you know like to be honest like that's okay with me like because all of our memberships just month to month, like any given mm-hmm. month, we'll have a lot of people come, we'll have a lot of people go, you know. um. So our like breakage, the point, you know, where people sign up and don't use it is way lower than most other gyms because they're not using it, they're just going to cancel it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they don't feel pot committed because they pay a bunch of fees up front. They're not locked in on a contract. So like our user rate is a lot higher than other gyms, which is what I'm all about. You know, like I want people working out, I want people doing it. And if they're not going to do it or not going to work out, like, I don't want. I don't want them to have a membership. You know.
0: Yeah. Um, you're, just, you're not focused on that.
1: Yeah. So we're just trying to focus on actually having people work out. You know, our, our model isn't just this crazy high volume, low price model. You know, mm-hmm. it's we want people actually using the facility. So yeah, on any given month, we'll have. Give me the month. You know, we'll have lots of people come, lots of people go. On any given day, we'll have people come and go and everything. You know, so
0: and and so. Going into this post-apocalyptic world or still in the apocalyptic world, yeah. apocalyptic world, we're in with this hashtag 2020. Yeah. What have you done to survive as a gym? Because you, this is pro, you're one of the businesses that COVID has, you know, sucker punched in the gut pretty hard. Like, so what kind of things are you doing to survive in this environment?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I think that the people that had run in an appropriate establishment before are being rewarded during this time. Because, like, in our industry, like a lot of other gyms, I mean, you've been into them, like, you go in, you're like, dude, that is gross. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do with pushups on that ground. Or you, like, look at a treadmill, you're like, oh, yeah. I've Man, like, when don't. was the last time that thing was wiped down? You know what I mean? But, like, we're always, like, so we're staffed vast majority of the time. Most 24 hour gyms are only staffed, you know, like, eight to five or whatever. You know, like, we're there from like five something in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. So, like, we're there vast majority of the time. And, like, I would dare say our gym's probably cleaner than most other gyms. Like, and it always has been. You know, so we're like, oh, you stepping up your cleaning practices. I'm like, no yeah so going into it <laughs> yeah, you're already you know like, what i mean no, like, are, you are you guys doing clean? this you're like well yeah we always have though you know like well what about this like yeah we've always done that like well uh, guys like we're not really changing a whole lot you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah there's some minor tweaks or whatever um you know for, make people feel comfortable but like it's the same things we had basically always been doing you know um just trying to take care of the place
0: <laughs> good yeah see that the it's it's refreshing to hear that you we're already doing all that stuff. There's not much to change. And like even in my restaurants for because I you know I have my good burger restaurants. Yeah. And then people are like, well, what are you adapting? What are you changing?" It's like, "Well, we're wearing masks all the time, you know, and 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 you know, we are cleaning the doors and everything like that, but as far as cleaning the tables, we already we're already are doing that." Yeah. Right? I mean like like why would you not clean the tables or the chairs where everybody's touching it? You know, people don't wash their hands, right, before they eat food. Yeah. Like so so I mean like the the fact that this is all novel that everybody needs to be cleaning more. It's like, "Nah." People don't wash their hands, yeah. like so. Like you don't want to be touching that stuff; it's gross. And yeah. so, you know, we, you know, we did up it. You know, so instead of doing it like every fifteen, twenty minutes, or whenever somebody gets up, like we do a whole clean down every like fifteen, thirty minutes. You know? yeah. Like we updated that, but that was really it. Yeah. You know, yeah. other than that, it's like no, dude. If a person sat there and got up, we wash everything because we don't know where their hands have been in the first place. Yeah. And and so but that's good. That's refreshing to hear. That's probably <laughs> refreshing to everybody here. It's like no, no, we were we were just clean before. So yeah. we we're just we're just we're just staying clean. Uh, So before we head off, do you have anything you want to share with the people about why they should come to your gym real quick here? Kind of your elevator pitch.
1: (laughs) No. um, I mean, if you, I guess just the, the shameless plug, you know, if you want to come over to our place, obviously we're kind of localized. We're kind of on the outskirts out there in Middleton. Um, But the thing that I tell everybody, whether you're coming in for the gym and anybody listening to this is, you know, kind of the rising tide raises all ships, you know, on average only 10 to 15% of people in America have a gym membership. So even if it's not us, just, get in somewhere and do something just to better yourself, you know, especially in times just crazy times like right now, like that strength and drive and discipline that you can gain, you know, in the gym or doing athletics or just pushing yourselves will like pay dividends into other parts of your life, you know, so just get after it. If you want to come see us great, awesome, we'd love to have you. But just do something somewhere somehow.
0: Perfect. So I'll have all this details of his, of his address, the name of the the fitness center, Middleton fitness center on the website, voiceofbusiness.com. Head over there. You can listen to this episode and other episodes as well. I hope you have a wonderful Saturday. Everybody take care.
1: Thank you.